Well, hello, everybody. It is 7 o'clock Central Time, depending on where you're calling in from. People call in from everywhere, and this call is going to be very, very full. I can tell by the time I dial in where we're going to be, because every week we have typically between four and 700. On a super low night, there's 200 on the phone. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> so I can tell when I dial in where we're going to be at. But, anyways, this is Jen Springer, Young Living Platinum, and I've been with the company since 2001. And I just remember being miserable in the corporate world. I just think about, I can still see this vision in my head, thinking about driving to work. I would go in about 7 a.m., so I'd be done earlier, and I just remember loathing every time I would drive in. And it wasn't that my job was horrible or anything like that, but my thought was, I can't imagine doing this till I'm 65. I, I just cannot imagine. And I was in my 20s. <laughs> I'm like, I've got a while to go. What am I going to do? You know, I've got uh, 40 years to get going on this thing. And I just couldn't imagine. And I had watched my father work corporate, obviously, for a long time. And uh, he went through some interesting times. He was working for a company for many, many years, was in senior management or upper-level executive management. And he was, how do you want to say this? The company had stock. You know, that's what they gave the the uh, for pension plan, you know, company stock. And then not too long before the you-know-what hit the fan, they, they started doing 401K. And that was really popular, was it, back in the – you know, late 80s, early 90s. So he'd only been contributing for maybe five or 10 years. If I, if I remember right, I'm just trying to put it all together because they were relying on the stock for their pension. And I, uh, hold on a second. Somebody's trying to call me. That is so bizarre. But uh, I remember when he um, went through at that time, the company that he worked for got bought out and he was the last man standing and he got whacked at the end, just like what they always promised. No, we're going to keep you on staff. Everybody else is going but you. <laughs> yeah, right. We know how that goes. And so he'd put in 20-plus years of this company, and his stock was worth nothing. And he, luckily, he had some 401K going. He contributed as much as he could. But his security net was gone. And that's not really, that's not really uh, the way that it is anymore with these companies. You know, you're, you're not there for 20, 30, 40 years. And that, that's when that whole era of the pension plan kind of died. It's almost like when that happened to him. And then he worked for another company, and then he worked for another one in executive, you know, senior management stuff. And it was fine, but I watched that whole thing unfold, and I'm like, you know, I can't even imagine having that happen. You know, you get to that point in your life, and you think you're going to retire with this company, and the company goes belly up. So I wanted something that would, you know, allow me to do what I would love to do to help people, and I could still plan for that retirement and, you know, have flexibility of time and things like that. And luckily I was able to see the value of Young Living when it came across my path, and I have no regrets of joining the company and, and growing my business. And, you know, we're growing at a good pace, and hopefully Diamond soon. We're just getting there. All the legs are in place. You just need some volume. <laughs> so I don't know what's harder, the volume or the legs. But. Anyways, let's talk really quick about one of my professional pet peeves. And I'm just going to say this is going to be quick. One of my biggest pet peeves, and I don't pine on this. I'm just saying this in general, 
is an unprofessional picture. Some of you have seen on Facebook, I got some new headshots done, Monty and I did. But I think it's really important to have a professional picture if you want to be taken seriously. And not necessarily go out and spend hundreds of dollars on getting, you know, full layout. I mean, our session cost a little over $100. It wasn't even that much. In my opinion, we got the disc. You know, we didn't get any prints at this time or whatever. But we we just wanted the digital photos so we could use them for our professional purposes. And I think it's really important to use these for your Facebook profile, your business cards, your website, anywhere you want to be represented. Because I see so many professionals, not just I'm not talking about Young Living, but in general, who have blurry or messy haired pictures as their profile picture or on their business page, like the actual Facebook page or Twitter, and even their website. And so even if you don't have a lot of money, find a well-lit area and take a picture via a digital camera or if you've got a good good cell phone. You've got to be real with yourself when you look at this picture. And you can fancy it up. You can go to pickmonkey.com. It's P-I-C monkey, M-O-N-K-E-Y.com. And you can do a little editing and cropping and stuff like that with that picture. But please, I see, you know, a lot of you that are friending me on Facebook, and don't be offended if I don't accept just because I, I usually push people over to my page because my profile, I don't put anything on there for Young Living, really. It's boring. <laughs> I don't really post much. But um, I, I see the, the pictures coming through, and some of them are great. And some of them is like, I wonder if the people are like, you know, homeless or something. So <laughs> I'm just saying I think it's really important to get a professional looking picture. If you can afford getting a, you know a sitting and having a professional take your pictures, definitely do it. But if you can have a family member take a picture of you where you're in a well lit area or whatever and you can make it nice with pickmonkey.com or you know something like that. Photoshop if you've got that on your computer. A lot of computers have stuff. And even the iPhones, there's apps where you can edit you know photographs or you can go to uh, any of the apps for Instagram Instagram has got like a gazillion apps where you could do some pretty cool editing of pictures so I'm, I'm just saying there's no excuse nowadays to have a crappy picture and it's really important in your business to have nice pictures so let's talk about our rewards for this month hang on a second real quick everybody My partner who's coming on here in a second. I just want to make sure we're on the same page. <laughs> All right. So specials for this month. Well, let's start with the 190 PV because 300 PV, I always put this backwards. So 190 PV is a retail value of 51.65, and it's marjoram oil. And the bonus, if you're on essential rewards, for the 5 mil of balsam fir. So both of those are 5 mils. But I would tell you, I love balsam fir. It's been one of my favorite oils ever since it came out. And nothing against all the new oils that have come out. I've just got some favorites that have been tried and true over the years. And balsam fir is one of those oils. I just absolutely love it. And a funny story about it, I remember, oh, I don't remember what year it was, probably 2004 or something like that. Maybe that's when balsam fir came out. It had to be, yes, it had to be like 2004. And I was in a hotel room putting on my oils, getting ready to get on the road to do some driving. And I remember hearing these kids running up and down the hallway. And I heard this kid stop in front of my hotel room door. 
And he said, Mom, Dad, it smells like Christmas right here. <laughs> it was so funny. And I was just laughing. I was like, that's hilarious. <laughs> it was me. I mean, I, you know, when you're using the oils, you don't always smell them. You know, I mean, we think we get used to them. We don't realize that these oils even close as it's said. And this, this person smelled it through the door into the hallway. <laughs> it was really funny. So there's my balsam fur story. I just love it. So for the 250 PV, you get the balsam fur and the marjoram. If you're on essential rewards, you won't get the balsam fur. If you're not, you won't get that one. And you get a $20 enrollment coupon on top of that. And then for the 300 PV, you get all that stuff. Plus you get the Ortho Ease massage oil, which I really like the smell of these massage oils, even beyond what they do for their purposes, you know. For years, I was a massage therapist. I got like all these things that I like to do, and I, I don't really practice anymore. But one of the things I would use in practice was Ortho Ease and Cellite Magic uh, massage oils. Cellite Magic, I loved it because it promoted circulation of the lymphatic system and was really pleasant smelling. And hence, think about the name of it: Cellite Magic. I mean, gives you kind of an indicator of what else it does, and what person doesn't want help with that, especially the ladies, right? So. I would use Cellite Magic for a lot of my massages, but if people came in with some muscle issues or overextended with, uh, let's say, uh, doing like spring cleaning is coming up or somebody had fibromyalgia or things like that, they're really, you had a lot of physical type of things, I would bust out the OrthoEase and I would use that one on them. So it was really cool. So that's what you get for 300 And if you haven't gotten OrthoEase before, make sure you're, your order is up to 300 so you get the pleasures of being able to experience that oil. I mean, that oil blend, obviously, is the massage oil. So tonight is our weekly Monday call. I don't know how long this one is going to last because this is another call that I'm putting together for a training series, and I don't know how long it's going to be because Monty is going to help me, and I can tell he's on the phone. He's going to help me. <laughs> yeah, I can hear you. I can hear you. He's going to help me do this call so that we can have fun and also educate you guys with some of these. And I don't like to say mistakes, but it's stuff that we've learned in the School of Hard Knocks. So this call could be a half hour. It could be an hour. I don't really know. We won't go past 8 o'clock. And keeping it simple, right? So if you want to hear any previous recordings, my admin got all the recordings up today from the last two weeks. And so go to OurSimpleTraining.com and click on Monday Night Calls. You can see all the previous recordings there, and you can put your name in there and be on the email list. So our topic right now is going to be the top 10 mistakes of a new business builder. And like I said, mistakes aren't, uh, isn't the exact word. You could say mistake, miss, and then a hyphen take. Or you could call them learning experiences through the school of hard knocks that we have personally done. <laughs> so I've been in Young Living for 15 years. I have done all of these things myself. And, uh, Monty, do you agree with that? You know, you're, you're here with us. And uh, Monty is a silver at this time, and his business is, is charging towards gold. And even being his direct mentor and partner, I mean, the guy lives with me. But even telling him all of these things, you know, we still have to learn some of these things on our own. So even though we're telling you this stuff, you're going to do it or you're going to catch yourself in it and go, oh, wait a minute, <laughs> this is why this isn't working. Or you might be doing this right now and realizing that this is why you're stuck. So do you have anything to add to that? I agree. And sometimes you just have to focus on what you're good at and not trying to fix things you're not good at. 
yes. That's one of that's actually a bonus right there <laughs> because I, we've got ten, and I think we might have a couple more than ten, but. I've got 10 listed out, but that is really an important one. Do you want to talk about that? Because a lot of times, I know myself, I tried to do it all when I first started. I tried to be the trainer, the essential oil class maker, you know, presenter. I used to do the follow-up. I would do the newsletters. I would do the emails. I was doing everything. So what do you, is that what you're talking about? Yeah, it's kind of like the self-employment syndrome where you think that you're the only one that, you're the only one that can do everything and nobody else can do it any better than you. And then eventually you get so muddled down with everything that you think you need to do that you don't give yourself, you don't give yourself a chance to grow on the things you're really good at. Yes. Learn so that one. The, yeah. <laughs> it took me a long time. It wasn't until I was flatlining for eight years that I realized I needed to outsource. <laughs> it was like, oh, this is brilliant. But you're really good at that. I mean, you you have people doing stuff for you that you know you're not good at. And I admire that, at least that lesson you've learned and you're not trying to do it all. But you tried to do it all when you had your own gym and you were the garbage man and you were the marketing guy and the trainer and this, right? Yeah, that doesn't work. No? Period. <laughs> it doesn't work. And how long was that gym open? Um, About a year and a half. Yeah, there it is. No offense. No uh, <laughs> there it yeah. is. Yeah, burnout syndrome, that is not a good place to be because when we build our businesses and we get to the point where we're making some money that, uh, you know, is making us live comfortably, you want to be able to live vibrantly and not be burned out. So the first thing that I have for our list here is not getting trained as a network marketing professional is a big deal. You know, I think there's a huge misconception, and I don't think I know, that we all know everybody can do this business, right? I mean, it's true. But you're, in order to become a professional and make professional income in, in Young Living or any network marketing company or any business in that matter, you've got to be trained as a professional and getting the skills. Every day you need to stay plugged in by watching videos or listening to somebody, going to seminars, uh you know, things like that. Nowadays, there's a gazillion things on YouTube. There's no excuse to say you don't have any money. Just search, like, who are some of your favorites, Monty? Uh, Randy Gage. Um, Danny Johnson's always got stuff up on her website. Uh, Richard and, uh, Eric Worre. Richard Blitz Yeah, Brooks. Eric Worre. There's a lot. Yeah. Staying plugged in. I mean, that's one thing I know that we try to do and Stay, staying in the in the loop is is always listening to something or always going to something. And for many years, I never realized that. And you know, in Young Living, it's not difficult to talk to your friends and family and enroll them and get them going. And all of a sudden, you're at senior star or executive, and you're like, "Cool, I can do this." And then you, you can get stuck. And I, I believe that some of that stuckness is the lack of skill and learning to become a professional. And there's so many amazing Young Living distributors who have made rank that are offering training as well. Uh, Melissa Pepping's call, and I know the McDaniels has stuff on, on uh, YouTube, and, you know, Sharon Rayburn does talks, and 
uh, you know, he's got everybody. I mean, Adam Green, do we need to say any more? They've got events going on and Super Saturdays and Shannon Hudson. I mean, Jeffrey Lewis. I mean, I'm just naming some of you that are probably even listening and you guys rock and there's, there's no excuse not to get the professional training, you know? So anything you want to add to that? Um, I was going to say, you know, we always go to, well, it's either in Dallas or Orlando, but we go to the mastermind event every year and we always buy the recordings, the book set or whatever you want to call it, the audio set. And even if it's been six months since we've been down there, I could hear Jordan Adler or or uh, who else, Richard Bliss Brook or Randy Gage say the same thing that I've heard him say many times, and I'll hear it differently one time and go, ah, aha, got it, okay, finally. After you know, could be one year, could be four years, but you always hear it. It seems like you always hear it when you need to hear it. Yes, so absolutely. So even if we've been to Mastermind, it's like we still stay plugged in, still listen to audio, still. You know, see what they're up to, listen for the gems. They always have gems. Always have gems, absolutely. And like you said, listening to those things over and over and over and over. I mean, I know for a fact that the leadership in Young Living who have made Diamond Ranks, I know for a fact that, at least the ones I know personally, unless there's some out there that haven't done any personal growth, (laughs) But I know for a fact many, many of them have invested heavily in their personal training and they study and they listen and they're a student of whatever thing that they're really good at that got them to that rank. They are they're just flawless with that, you know, and, and they, they drill that one thing. It's, it's just really, really amazing. So, um, Monty, do you have the list in front of you? Uh, I do. The, we're, okay. Do you want to do the second one? Well, this I was going to just do. One. I was going to do one more thing, and that's. Okay. You know, there's a guy out there named Tom Big Al Schreider, and he, his his stick is, is covering what, what do you say to somebody? You know, because a lot of times as a, as a newbie, it's like, oh, what do you say? And Tom has got oodles and oodles in his library of recordings and videos about. You know, what do you say? And how do you get people to talk? And and having open-ended questions instead of yes and no questions. Um, perfect for newbies, but even for people who are training newbies is, is to get plugged into that. Because sometimes people ask, so when you're doing an expo, what do you say to people? You know, because sometimes it's pretty awkward unless you're a total sapphire, you know, somebody that can really charm somebody. But most of us, it's like, what do you say? And Tom's got oodles of, of things to, to help out and it doesn't matter if you're a newbie or you're you got new people and you're trying to figure out well, well how, you know i'm pretty good at this but how to explain to somebody else how to do it tom big Rider, hands down you know i agree with that because that he is one of if you're a new person he is one of the best places to start is with it's, his website is fortunenow.com and it's one of the best places to start there's no question of that and uh you could always you, how, how, how many skills are there? Twenty five. I think so. Yeah, in I that one. Remember. Yeah. I, I always tried to match up listening to all the CDs and what the exact skill was, and I could never put it all together. <laughs> I, I just I even searched on the internet the skills, you know, how many skills, and I'm like, okay, I'm trying to get. But if you get all the CDs from Fortune Now is the website. 
um, there's three sets of CDs. You just want to get them all, and then you'll be good. <laughs> so there it is. All right. Okay, so go. number two mistake is becoming an expert. You know, some people think, well, I'll start a business when I, when I know everything about it, like everything about the oils and everything about how plants work and everything how chemistry is. You can't do it. In fact, I'm just going to go off on this. So I had a coffee meeting today, and this gal was just asking me, you know, like, how many is in my organization, blah, blah, blah. She said, well, you're really good at this. She goes, how long did it take you to learn everything? I said, I haven't learned everything. In fact, I refuse to learn everything because it's impossible. There's, there's, there's too much out there. There's too many random things to learn. I said, you know, even just doing an intro to oils class with could be a small group or a medium-sized group, there's somebody in that group that's, that's done something with the oils. They'll, you know, we always ask, like, so what do you use this for? There's always something. Every one of those intro classes, even if I'm teaching, that I learned from somebody else. So I, the learning never ends. And so you can't just learn, know everything and then start the business. It's just go and learn as you go. Yes, absolutely. And I made that mistake. And I didn't – there's another – there's two sides to that because I know people when I first started and I sponsored them and they would tell me, I'll start the business when I learn more and I do this and I do that. Well, I could tell you one thing. It's been 15 years, and they're still not doing a business because they always felt like they needed to learn more. But on the flip side of that, I became an expert because that's just the posture I took. You know, I'm a scientist kind of brain person, and um, the, uh, the way that I think, you know, I would stand in the front of the room, and I wanted to be the smartest person in the room, and I would recite, and I'm not kidding everybody, for three hours straight, I basically memorized the first couple chapters of the desk reference up to, because that's one thing I'm good at. I mean, in college, I got like straight A's basically. I was like 3.85 or something with my GPA on 4.0. And I memorized the first couple chapters up to where the single oils begin of the old desk reference. If you know anything about that, that's a lot of information. <laughs> and so I would regurgitate that for three hours. People's heads would be spinning. But they would go, wow, you're so smart. I know I want to do this. And they would buy oils. And then they wouldn't know what to do. And everybody was dependent on me because I was the, quote, smart one, right? My phone was ringing like crazy. And my, well, we kind of had email back then, 2001. But then when the email came online, I was either emailing somebody or talking to them on the phone. I was on the phone all day long. And I mean, holy smokes, I'd call my downline and leave messages for them at one in the morning because that was the only time I had to, to talk to them. And that doesn't work. Um, and, and many, for that's the reason why I flatlined for so many years. And I remember talking to some of my now leaders. Uh, they said, Jen, I didn't want to do what you were doing. That's why I didn't grow my business because they were watching me be like, this, you know, married to my business person and that's why they didn't uh they didn't grow the business because they didn't want to be the expert and have everybody codependent on them to tell them what to do and what to take and you know fda was still in place back then and it wasn't legit doing that anyways but instead of empowering people and showing them how to use the tools that are available i would basically tell them what was in the books because i memorized it you know it's just one of those things and nowadays it, it when i switched 
away from that model, I had some people that were pretty pissed at me in my in my business. They they'd call me and I'd say, Great, you got your book on hand? Oh great, open to page four fifty three. There you know, that's that's what I would do. And they they were mad. But it freed me up and that was that. So cool. Well the third thing here is Hold on, because plus you would basically tell them the same thing that you were reading out of the book anyway. Right. And they were mad because they thought I had some miracle answer. <laughs> I didn't. You know, and even going back to my like coffee meeting this afternoon, her asking me, like, so how long did it take you to know everything? And, you know, obviously I said, I don't know everything. I said, look, because she, she had a history or a background, and she did some pharmaceutical sales until she got burned out of that. But I said, look, you know, the doctors have the PDR, right? I said, well, we have the EDR, you know. So doctors don't know everything, and they do rely on that book, that resource to, you know, look up something if they are not sure about it or – they haven't seen anything like that before, you know, they, re, they use that as a resource. Well, that's what we do, you know, so you don't need to know everything. Just be familiar with the essential oils desk reference and know how to look stuff up. And if you want to dig deeper, you can dig deeper. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff, PubMed and all kinds of other research stuff, but the EDR is just a huge tool. And that kind of goes into the next, next one. Yes. Number three is not using tools that are easily purchased by your team members. And it could be builders or your customers and your just wholesale distributor, you know, clients. And, you know, I used to make a lot of stuff. I'd make flyers. I would make all these fancy things. And a lot of people nowadays, I see them making all these fancy graphics and spending, a, a, I almost said ass load, but an ass load of time doing that. <laughs> and, you know, and that will go into the next one about time mismanagement. But a lot of people are out there making all these graphics and these pretty newsletters and all this stuff, and I, I used to do that. And it, I find it really important to, you know, people like Lori uh, Mills Gordon, who has a service that's got gorgeous graphics that are already made. and um, Or you can get uh, the brochures from Young Living. I try to buy the brochures that I'm giving away in class and that I introduce people with Young Living brochures. A, I know they're approved, but B, people then go, oh, I just need to order a pack of catalogs, or oh, Everyday Oils brochure, oh, Thieves brochure, or, or whatever. Or sheets. Yeah, the tariff sheets. Awesome. The Crown Diamond Tools, uh, the crowndiamondtools.com, the tariff sheets, yeah. they're very budget-friendly for what they are. And you just give somebody a sheet, and they, you know, they can – go right off of that doing classes or whatever. But no matter what it is, make sure your team can easily access whatever you're giving away and whatever you're prospecting with. Because, again, the whole key is creating independence with your team members. You don't want codependence. You want independence. So not using tools that are easily purchased by anybody. They can't find them. You know, i got to give you this special link, and it's on the back page, and, you know, it's not like that. You know, call my buddy Rob, you know, he'll make them for you. No, it's got to be simple, okay? And people are watching what you do always. And if you've got 40,000 brochures and you're giving all these things out, I, I tell you story, another story, that um, there was a time when I used to spend about eight to $10,000 a year in copies at Office Depot. This was when I first started building my business. And I, I remember when you're doing my taxes and looking at my Office Depot bill, it's about $10,000. And I remember thinking, 
how many people called me off of those those things I was copying to enroll, and I didn't get any calls. And needless to say, I stopped making all those copies. <laughs> but I I had I did it for a few years because you know I've seen you know some of my successful upline doing that as well. Nothing against them, but I I looked at that and thought that's what I need to do. Again, remember your 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 team is going to model what you're doing, and I, I yeah I was killing a lot of trees and I wasn't capitalizing on that. Plus, you know it wasn't duplicable really, and so now I use like the catalog. You know I keep it simple like Monty said. You know we use the tariff sheets and. We only really give away a class, you know, because we get so many essential edges. We give away essential edge, edge, a catalog, and I love those uh, reference cards from Abundant Health. They're like twenty-five for three dollars from Abundant Health, and it's like how to use the oils. I like that a lot, just because I want to keep it simple. But and people say, well, those catalogs are a lot of money. I'm like, well, yes. But I'm investing in them not throwing – people don't throw catalogs away. It's just one thing they don't do. I can tell you right now, I'm looking at my bookshelf. I've got a bunch of catalogs shoved in there because I don't have the heart to throw it away. <laughs> so, you know, it's just we keep catalogs. And I know and that you make sure your sticker's on there with your contact info. It's really important. Anyways, uh, are you ready to do the next one, or do you have anything to say before we move on? Uh, no, that's good. Okay. So time mismanagement. That's the next one? Yeah. So the trick with this is, especially when you start getting to the point where you got downline is is not managing your downline. It's keep adding to your downline. So the old 80-20 rule totally applies to this where only 10 or 20% is managing, quote, your downline. But the other 80% is, is getting new people and letting people know Hey, this is what I do, and you know, if you if you want a retail account or if you want a wholesale account, you know, get with me, and I can help you set that up. Help the new people, because if you're doing it right and you have people that are educated and they have the EDR and and they're doing the business for themselves, they're independent distributors, not dependent distributors. You really don't need to do much on the managing side. I mean, obviously, I we handle emails and texts once in a while, but not that much. No, and it's a good point, Monty, is that if you're putting out fires all the time and you're constantly on the phone or on the Internet and emails, like more than 20% of your time, you need to look at your systems and maybe do some refinement in, in what you're doing to make sure that that's, you know, if you're on the Internet enrolling people, that's one thing. But if you're on the Internet telling everybody what to do or what and micromanaging and all that, you got to look at what you're what you're doing and if you find that you don't have enough time to talk to new people you need to you're in, in time mismanagement <laughs> oh i used to be 80 percent management and 20 percent new people and i was wondering why my team wasn't growing and when i was uh starting to do some private business coaching i learned that i needed to be talking to 80 percent or 80 percent of my time to be talking to new people and when i started doing that and not managing my team in my mind. You know, I thought once you get to silver, you had to be a leader and, like, tell people what to do. I mean, not literally, but, you know, like, coaching them and coaching them. And, yeah, that was not right. That uh, turned my business around, and my business pretty much doubled in a very short period of time. So time management is huge, huge. And take that 80-20 rule 
and break it out as to what you want to be doing with that 80% and that 20%, you know, where are your skills? Where are you best going to leverage those times? You know, new people, are you an internet person? Are you a phone person? Are you a live person? You know, what, how do you like to meet new people? Are you, are you the person that likes to ask for referrals from people you already know? And, you know, it's like you got to know your strengths. And then the 20% is when you're going to be uh, working with, like I said, those other things like, you know, you know, doing newsletters and creating graphics or following up with people and things like that. Or not following up with new people, but following up and, and you know, coaching your team and, you know, ways to leverage your time with that or Facebook groups doing conference calls with your team members and being able to uh, help them all at one time. Those are ways to leverage and create community as well. You know, ideally, I think the 20% is more like, well, let me back up. 80%, it's almost like the game of, or even the movie, Catch Me If You Can. It's If you're leading by getting new people, new customers, new wholesale members, new distributors, new business builders, and like you said before, people watch. If people see that you're doing it, throw out the challenge. Catch me if you can, if I can do that. And then then that management part is like, all right, so you're at senior start and you need to structure for silver. So where do you like so who do you have for legs? Who you know, where do you put people and where do people put people and you know, what what kind of volume do you need to get your two legs, that kind of stuff. That's the fun part of the management is like just helping people figure out how to structure their business. But otherwise, yeah, it's like catch me if you can. I'm you're only 10, 30 people a month, can you do that? You know, throw out the challenge. Absolutely. And I, um, uh, the next one I can tell you, which you and I are both are, how do you want to say this? Maybe something that if, if I had this number is the, five, go ahead. This is the thing that um, I started off with the first part of the call is, is working on things you're not good at. And, you know, this might be, this might tie into management. Okay, so number five is not following up. And maybe the best way to help with management is like, if you really suck at following up, find somebody that's a business builder in your downline that maybe, maybe they're not good at going out making mess and then getting people excited about the oils, but they're really good at following up. Funnel those people to like, hey, look, I like doing the, the making the mess and get people excited about the oils, but I really suck at following up. However, I have this person with me that would love to follow up with you and, and you know, and take care of that part. Cause I stink at following up, but you know what? Fortune is fortune is in the follow-up and it pains me to say that, but yeah, following up is a big, big, big deal. Well, I think about that because if I had followed up with everybody that I ever connected with in my business, I'd probably be like quadruple Royal Crown Diamond by now, <laughs> you know? And if I even had followed up with every, if I was better at my systems in the past and sometimes even in the present with following up people that I've sponsored already, it, you know, there's, there's, I, you know, it's, I think I'm good at it, but I'm not, stellar, you know, and not following up is a big, a big thing that I know over the years has kind of hurt my business because I have stacks and bags and stacks of business cards and pieces of paper from expos that I did in lead lists that, you know, now I have email lists and ways to follow up with those people. But back in the day, I didn't. And I could probably 
build a house with the amount of paper I have of people that I meant to follow up with. So learn from us on this one, right, Monty? Yeah, this is a painful one. <laughs> yeah, it is. But we know it at least, right? Yeah, you know, but you got to think, if you're getting names and numbers and people are asking you to follow up, they're they're primed and ready. I mean, that's like food that's already, a fruit that's already fallen on the ground and you just have to pick it up. Yes, and especially if they are already uh, enrolling or they want to meet you for coffee or something like that, they they expect your call. But to make it, and some of you don't follow up, and I, this is my reason, I'm really awkward on the phone. I don't really like the phone, and I'm awkward on the phone. And I felt like I didn't want to be that pushy salesperson following up with them on the phone. So I didn't follow up for that's one of the main reasons. And so if you want to feel better about it, then lead, I guess you say lead or lead the conversation with, is it okay if I call you in a week? And open the door. Just say, you know, you're, you're going to get your oils in about a week or so. And then, you know, just open the door. Is it okay if I call you then? And make sure that you, you know, you got everything, everything's good, blah, blah, blah. Or if you've given them their oils, a lot of times, you know, we've got kits on hand and whatever. Just say, you know what, I'm, is it okay if I call you in a week because you're going to be opening these and playing with the diffuser and time might slip by and you're going to have questions. I just want to make sure that you know how to do everything with all this stuff. And so you open the door for the follow-up, okay, and it's really important. It's just, some of you have got the Zyto compasses. You could set up that time then to do their scans or whatever it is you want to do, but it's really important to open that door and do your follow-through. Because then you can talk about business stuff. You could talk about, you know, getting on essential rewards. If they didn't do it right away, you know, it opens the door for, for all of that to happen. So. Yeah. Well, that was a painful one. Yeah, it is painful. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to start the next one or do you want me to do it? Um, I'll do it. It's uh, giving up after a few no's. And uh, if anybody's ever been in any kind of business, sometimes they tell you it's okay to get no's. And honestly, I don't think it's okay to get no's, but it mean, doesn't mean you have to give up after getting a few no's. It's just sometimes no's means no, not right now, or no, maybe later. Because you also have to think, as far as I know, everybody's life changes every six months. And some of us, it changes every three days. But, you know, they might be seemingly ready to, you know, explore more about the oils and there's like no not not now or not ready or not interested that's just a temporary answer and so if you going back to the last one if you follow up later on and check in and say hey you know i'm still here because people who are watching you want to make sure that you're not just a fly-by-night you know on to the next next deal if you're still there they're going to be like oh wow there must be something to this if they're still here so yeah don't give up and there's actually I got a speaker in the, my Super Saturday who's gonna who talks about being gritty and you know staying with it, not just the the how do I say the instant gratification. It's staying with it and and looking at the end result, you know, down the line. If you're shooting for Royal Crown Diamond, a couple of no's is just only a few bumps in the road versus what you could eventually hit if you stay with it. Yes, and it happens a lot. You know, we see people get started and they're like, well. 
you know, I talked to my friend and, you know, I'm having a hard time. People are telling me these oils are too expensive and, uh, you know, they're going to get to me later. And so I ordered them some oils like lavender and peppermint. And, you know, I, you can hear this conversation. I mean, we've heard it a million times. But I know for a fact if you're getting objections, always look at what that is because that is usually where you have an issue. It's either you personally are having an issue with, you know, like asking, you know, uh, asking for the sale and receiving abundance for doing this as a business, or you personally might think the oils are expensive, or people tell you they don't have enough, don't they don't have any time. You know, is that an excuse you're using? You know, it's usually a mirror if you're hearing, especially one particular objection all the time. And I don't get those objections. I don't get the social security number for wholesale account objection. I don't get the too expensive objections. I really don't get objections, really. If there's somebody I want in my business, I go after them and I get them. It's almost always, almost always. And the reason is, is because I I know that I know. It's like I've got my confidence with the company and I know what gift this is. But I see a lot of people give up really quick. And if that was the case, you know, all of us who have made any money, I mean, you know, $500 to all the way up to the top, even our first check, obviously we, we got some money because we, we got somebody enrolled. And that's, if you can enroll one person, you can go to Royal Crown Diamond because you did it once, you just need to do it a lot more. And if it took you 30 people to get to one, you need to talk to another 30 and another 30 and another 30. And pretty soon you get so darn good at it that you'll pretty much enroll everybody you want to enroll. And that's another thing. I guess this is a bonus, kind of on this one or not, but make sure that you're not just trying to to enroll every warm body that's out there and trying to be a business builder. Because when it comes to business building, you want high-quality people to partner with as if you were opening, uh, I like to say this, if you were opening your own business, would you hire that person to be a manager? Can that, will that person... Is that a stand-up person, ethics, follow-through? You know, what are their t- skills? Would you hire them if you owned a store, you know, and you were going to trust your store with them? Those are the kind of people I want as my business partners in, in with Young Living. And it's, you know, very, very important to do that. And I, at the beginning, I was enrolling any warm body as possible trying to make them into a business builder, and that didn't work. Yes, customers, distributors for wholesale buying, that's fine. But I was trying to take the people that maybe were not the best suited for the business, and I was putting a lot of time and a lot of energy into those people, and they weren't doing anything. And I was getting frustrated and mad and, you know, pissed off at my business. And it wasn't that. It was me. I, you know, you got to have almost like that recruiter mindset. And I don't mean like, you know, I mean it like you got to look at that person of, you know, and really pull your emotions out of it and say, would I want that person to represent you know, me and my company and la, la, la. And that's just a mindset you take. Even though they've got their own distributorship and stuff, you have to look at them. Would I hire that person? Could I count on that person? Is that person, you know, ethical, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So that's a really important part of not getting the nose either because you might be talking to a bunch of people that you wouldn't even want to partner with. So be very <laughs> selective. You know, it's very, very true. And you know, call the people and talk to the people that you are afraid of, you know, people that you think would never want to do this, your, your chicken list, we call it. Get some no's from them, boy, and then the pain is over. <laughs> and some of them may say yes, and who knows, right? So 
<laughs> so number seven is not taking. Hold on. Accident. Stop. Hold on. Okay. One more. Okay. So I know it's 745, but it goes both ways. So imagine, imagine you're walking down an aisle at an expo and you see the, the pushy person that's like outside the booth and says, Hey, la la la. And they're like trying to pull you into the booth and they're like really pushing and Hey, did you ever try this magic worm defecation stuff for your migraines kind of stuff? And you're like, what? And they're like really trying to push you on, on this thing and that thing. And you see that happening to somebody in front of you and you're trying to think, all right, so how do I get around this guy? Like, that's not the kind of person you want to talk to. Then you get past them and then you see somebody in their booth and they're really having like a, a serious but genuine conversation with somebody about, could be about the their product. It could be about just, you know, getting to know the person that kind of gives you the warm fuzzies. So like, well, actually, you know, they're just sitting there talking, having a conversation and enjoying each other's company versus, you know, the guy who was in the booth before trying to like basically grab anybody they can, they can grab as far as a warm body and, and push them into something because that goes into the nose where nobody wants to be sold on something. We want, we want to make it a, a purchase because it was our decision, not because of somebody else's decision. So going back to the nose, it's, Maybe, maybe you're trying to make the decision for somebody instead of letting, allowing them to make the decision. Like, yeah, I want to do this. Help me figure out how to set up an account. That is excellent pearl of wisdom. Honestly, that is really a pearl of wisdom. If you're getting a lot of no's, you're probably trying to sell and push. So, ding, 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 major, major golden nugget. <laughs> All right. Right. Well, so the next- we're not in sales. We're in network marketing, which means we're networking with friends. Friends and friends of friends and friends and friends of friends, right? Yeah. All right, number seven is not taking massive action to get the business off the ground. You know, this business is like is like a, a big rocket ship, and most of your effort, like a massive amount of effort and energy is going to be getting your business rolling. You may sow seeds. What I mean by that, talking to people, business cards, doing classes, handing out catalogs. You might sow seeds for six months before you gain any serious momentum in your business. And that is typical. I know there's a lot of people right now that are growing their businesses like wildfire, blah, 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 you know, yada, yada. I know that happens. But from what I've seen on average, you know, people start doing classes and they start enrolling people or in-home gatherings or whatever way they're marketing. And they've got to kind of pine away and walk the walk and keep doing the same exact thing, massive action for six months. If you take crazy, ballistic, massive action for six months, your business is going to explode. It's crazy. It's just like the farmer. Right now it's, you know, springtime. There's, the fields are gray. You know, you know, everything is still brown. But the farmer goes out and he plows the field and he sticks the seeds in there. And they're not going to show up for what, a month? sometimes a couple of weeks, but whatever. But that farmer knows that those seeds are going to sprout, but he, and he's hoping it's going to rain. He may put some fertilizer on there, whatever it is. Hopefully it's organic, like chicken poo or something. But it's really, it's really important to understand that all the effort you're making, handing out all your stuff, doing your classes, all that is going to pay off. And that's like that faith that you need to have. You need your believe oil, right? And, you know, when Monty and I first started doing classes where we were building here locally, for the first, gosh, you know, mind you, I was like a gold when I moved here. And it was, we started doing classes 
and we were having eight to ten people coming that were not members, and everybody was leaving, not enrolling. And I was like, I've lost my mojo. I was so discouraged, thinking, Oh my gosh, you know, I, I've lost it. I don't have my my thing anymore, my chutzpah, you know. And it, that wasn't the case, obviously. But it it took us a while to get in the groove, and I was a little rusty. And you know, people here like to get to know people, and so it's really important to take that massive action so that you get that business going. And even if you feel like you're plugging away, plugging away, and there's no results, I guarantee you there are results. Those, those sprouts are, those, those little seeds are starting to grow their little roots, their little tap roots, and they're, and they're starting to, to, to germinate and sprout. You just can't see it yet because they're still under the, the soil. So just keep sowing those seeds and taking massive action. You're waiting for me to say something. You're like, I can't even follow up with that because it's just so good. (laughs) I can. I was going to say it's easier, and this is what I've seen from a lot of people, it's it's easier to build a business fast than it is to go slow, period. And if people know what you're doing and and why you're doing it, um, you know, people say, well, you're, you know, you're really good at this. And I, you know, I tell people, it's really easy when you're excited about what you're doing and you and you've seen results and you've you've heard stories and you can tie those stories in the you know conversations you have. It's easy to do that and you just keep building the momentum. It's just like a like the space shuttle. It, it takes a lot of energy to get that thing off the ground and then the, when the booster rockets peel off because it's gaining momentum, you know you can keep going and keep giving gas, but you don't need as much gas as you need right away unless you're running the edge of like going to the next big rank and you just need a more, more of a boost, but it's easy to build when you have momentum. So keep the momentum because once you back off, it's hard to get the gas back on. Yes, it does. It does. And especially when you've gotten somewhere and maybe you were successful pretty fast, if you pull off the, the gas and then you try to go again, it's harder. It's totally true. Trust me. <laughs> I know this one. I do know this one. All right, so where are we at? Number eight. Ooh, this, we don't have too much to say about this one because it's pretty straightforward, but um, treating your business as a hobby, not a business. And I don't know what you have to say about this, Monty, but I know I think the main reason for this is we love the oils and we don't pay a lot of money for startup in this business. We pay $150. I mean, some people pay 40 bucks, but the av- almost everybody does $150 with a starter kit. You have got a multi-million dollar business for 150 bucks. You don't take it seriously. I mean, a lot of people don't. I mean, I'm not saying everybody's listening is it doesn't take it seriously, but oh, I could keep putting it off. You know, 150 bucks. It's all you know, whatever. And you don't take it. And your monthly it's, overhead it's, is 100 bucks. Right. Your your you know. monthly overhead is 100 bucks. So for what twelve hundred dollars a year plus your hundred and fifty, you could have a business that could make you a lot of money or a little money, whatever. But people put it on the back burner. They'll wait. You know, oh, I'm going to do it when this happens, or I'm going to wait till that happens, or next, you know, whatever. But if you had purchased the land, bought the farm equipment, built the corporate office, hired the staff, and you did all of what you have available at corporate and the farms, you would take it a lot serious as a business and not as a $150 hobby that you'll get around to someday to sharing when it's the perfect timing. So that's what I have to say on that. 
Yeah, okay, we can leave it at that. I had some other things, but we can leave it at that. Okay, I know it was brilliant, wasn't it? Um, number nine is not making the business a priority. Why don't you take this one? kind of goes on to eight, but, you know. It does because, well, all right, so every third Thursday of the month I have a what I call a third Thursday meeting, and it's basically geared for new people doing the business, and usually the first thing I tell them is, look, only 8% of people that are in Young Living do this as a business. So congratulations, you're in the top 8% right away. You may get a star, you're in the top 5%. So congratulations if you've done $500 in sales this month. With that, it's like, you know, it's, it's not a hobby when you get to the point where you already realize you're already in the top 5 to 8% of the company already just because you are starting to do the business. And <clears throat> once you get that first check, it's like, oh, wow, okay, this is real. And it's just a matter of, all right, so if I tell more people, just like if you see a really good movie, you're probably going to tell other people, hey, this is a really great movie. You need to go see it. However, the movie companies and the actors and the movie theaters are probably not going to pay you money for telling somebody to do that, but Young Living will. And when you kind of make that connection, it's really easy to make business a priority because when you – and there's income disclosure statements on Young Living, and it kind of breaks down the hours. You know, so like a star works – I think five to eight hours a week. Well, I think easily all I could do is do two intro classes or or do an expo a week and you pretty much filled in that time slot as far as that. And that's where, you know, the business side comes in as far as time and making it a priority. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think one only thing I'll add to that is knowing why you're doing the business is a critical thing to stay plugged into because if you remember that you're paying off those big bills and you're saving for college or whatever those things are and that day that you don't feel like talking to anybody or you'd rather sit home and watch your favorite soap opera even though you could TiVo the thing it's really important to to keep that in mind so that you do keep this a priority so that's the only thing I want to add to that so the last one is it takes time to grow a business and you got to sow a lot of seeds. And we talked about this already, but you have to understand it takes time. It takes time. And it's some people grow really fast and explode and yeah, that happens. But if it doesn't, it does take time. It's going to be in your time. So what do you got to say about that, Monty? Uh, Yeah, you're right about it takes six months, just like, you know, growing a field of crops, it takes it takes months before you can reap the harvest. And uh, oh, I was gonna go into something else, and I just spaced out on it. Oh, I was gonna say, not only does it take time, but also it takes other people time to figure out what's going on, and it takes time for people to watch and sit back and watch you because people do watch you, like. Well, if you're doing the own living business, you know, how much are you doing and are you really doing it or are you going on to the next thing? People are watching you. So there might be people that, that have bought into it, but they're watching you thinking, are you going to stick with it? And if you're going to stick with it, then I'll stick with it. Because if you're sticking with it, then obviously there's something to it. There's something about the business, something about the oil, something about the company. There's a reason why you're sticking with it. And that takes time. Yeah. And, and it, loyalty takes time, you know, so to have people – be loyal to you and you to be loyal to people. It, it, it takes time. It takes trust. It takes knowing. 
Yes, especially if you've been a person that has done multiple things before. And some of you are. You're people that have done multiple network marketing companies or you've had multiple businesses or something like that, and they just want to see if you're going to stick to it this time. And that's just a fact. I'm I'm just being real with you. And like you said it, Monty, it's just for – you got to give yourself some time. And like I said, I, I know that people, there are people that grow really fast, but the majority of people, it takes a little bit and that's okay. It, it will be the right, it'll be the right timing. And so the last one thing that we have here is a bonus. We give you a bonus at the beginning. We're going to finish with a bonus. It is, this is thin <laughs> your face a little bit, right? Right, Monty? Do, do you yeah. want us to do this one or do you want me to do this one? Because it's kind of in their face. Expecting to get paid without doing anything. And this yeah. goes for the newbie and it goes for the Royal Crown Diamond because there's a reason why there's a 100 PV minimum order to get a commission check. And that's because even if you've got multi million dollars in sales every month, you can't just sit back and not order anything. It's like you still got to be a product of the product and stick with it. You got, I mean, it's a lot of reciprocity. I mean, you got to do something to get something. Yes. And I have enrolled many, 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 many people who they enrolled. And then like a few months later, I get an email from them and they're like, I haven't gotten paid yet. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I haven't gotten a check. I said, well, this isn't like a pyramid scheme or something. Like, you know, it's it's the real deal. You got to work this business. And I just say, well, how many people have you talked to? Well, there's a big silence on the phone. I'm like, well, do you want to do a class? Let's get people together, and I'll come over and we'll do like a you know make and take, or we'll do a an everyday oil talk or whatever you want. And there's like silence, you know. <laughs> and it's like, okay, then you won't get a check, you know. And I've had people that have actually gotten mad because they didn't just magically start getting checks. And I'm like, no, this is not a pyramid scheme. This is a legitimate business that you opened, and you got to do something. And there was one person, a, a little story for today. There's a person that I had, and she was the equivalent of executive now. And this was on the old comp plan. And I remember getting a call from her, and she wasn't doing anything. And, and she got to where she was is because I, like I used to be codependent creating, you know, all these people, I did all of the presentations for her, and I built her business, which is you know, fine. I didn't know any better how to do things differently back then. Well, she called me and said, my check has been stuck at $200 and it's kind of going down. You know, what's wrong? And she was kind of getting mad. And I knew she hadn't been doing anything. I mean, she wasn't even following up with the people that she had sponsored or that I did the classes for and they were under her. And I said, well, take the amount of money your check is and divide it by how many hours you put in your business last month, and that's actually what you're getting paid. She didn't like that because she knew she hadn't been working. And Say that one more time. So she, I said, take your check, or 200 bucks or whatever it was, and I said, now, however many hours you put in last month, you know, take that number, 200, divide it by however many hours you put in, and that's what you're getting paid an hour. And she, it was like zero. So she was making 200 extra bucks for doing nothing. And she was mad at me. She actually got pissed and she stopped, you know, 
grow, she didn't even grow the business, but she stopped ordering and her leg totally collapsed and died. And I'm like, well, whatever, you know, what are you going to do? I mean, it was just the truth and she didn't like it. And she was expecting something for nothing. It really is one of those situations. She was expecting something for nothing. So that's all I have to say. But going off of that, um, one of the things that we do is when you get to the point where you're a senior star working towards executive and you have some legs you're building and, you know, you're really trying to help your downline grow is, so we do this thing called it's like a chess game where if we have somebody that we're enrolling and we're like, so do we put this person underneath their leg to help them or not? We kind of look at, a, well, are they enrolling people? If they're enrolling people, well, yeah, we'll throw them a bone and, and make them move. But if they're not making that move, we'll put the person somewhere else or just directly underneath us. So that's like, that yep. kind of goes back into management, but it's like, you know, help out the person who's doing stuff, not the person who's not doing stuff, because that's called the heartbreak leg where you're trying to help somebody that's not doing anything. And then, like you said, sometimes nothing comes out of it. Yes. And it's just, it's good business and it's the facts, you know, and I know a lot of people stack legs. They just build these legs to stack to get to rank. And in the long term, I have found that doesn't work because I've had many legs, like you said, Monty, collapse because I built legs just to get to rank. Or we were building legs and, quote, stacking legs to get other people to rank, and it blew up in my face. I, I've got multiple counts of that. <laughs> All right. So anything else before we finish? Because we kind of rocked it. Oh, that was pretty good. I liked it. I'm proud of that. <laughs> Me too. Well, everybody, I hope this 10 plus two extra bonuses was very helpful for you in understanding what you need to do and learn from our our learnings that we've had over the years. And these are my own school of hard knocks, and I know it's Monty's too, and many of you have been through this yourselves. And for those of you that haven't, heads up and learn from this. And we hope that is of value to you. So thanks, everybody. Good night. And I'm one more closing thought. Hey, if you if you are doing the business, congratulations. You're in the top eight percent of the company. Yes. Congratulations. Yes. Let me go ahead and open the line. Thank you. Thank you. Good night, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, Jen. Yes? I just have a quick question for you. Monty, your last comment was about moving people where their upline isn't doing the underneath you. Because I'm well, running move into anybody. that right now. I thought we couldn't do that. No, we don't move anybody. But if I enroll somebody, it's where do I, where do I put them? Okay. 